The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. Lisette Perez Carrillo is the daughter of Ernesto Perez Carrillo. She has been in the cigar industry her whole life. Lisette joins us and talks about how she started and where E.P. Carrillo is going. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you are listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 13th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. I choked on myself there. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Labor Day weekend. The official end of summer 2022. That was way too fast. It's over. Mm-hmm. I feel it. like you say that every year. And I've noticed the last two mornings, geese flying south. So I think winter's going to come a little bit early. Yeah. They, they, they usually don't stop flying until the beginning of October. They're already heading south. And huh. Jonathan's last weekend, we're white. <laughs> <sighs> Why? He, he won't be a virgin anymore? <laughs> no. It's, <laughs> oh, it's the Labor Day thing. Labor Day. All right. I don't really ascribe to that. I'll wear white whenever the hell I want to wear white. Do you white. subscribe to it? I do. Yes. Plans? Labor Day weekend plans? Uh, probably grilling Cook with out, Sammy B. Grilling and chilling? Mm. Smoking and drinking? Mm. Yeah. Definitely smoking. Yeah. All right. So we have uh, the first cigar to light up, and why not? Because we have Lisette coming on in just a little while, so let's light it up. What do we and have? And today's first cigar is the EPC Encore, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by E.P. Cayo. The size is 5 and 3 eighths by 50. It's a Robusto called the Majestic, and it's a Nicaraguan Puro. A single costs you $12.69, while a box of 10 is $111.99, which comes out to $11.19 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $8 or 7% off on the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. And since you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, go to TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Let me teach you a lesson in Spanish, Barry. When there's two R's, the sound that it makes is... Yeah, I can't roll my R's. So. That's okay. When there's two L's, that's where the Y sound goes. So you don't put the Y sound so in the carrillo. R's. No. Carrillo. Yeah. Or carrillo. That's what I said. No, you said Cayo. Can we go back on the tape? No, but he, <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, he's correct. Okay. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Ed right. Sullivan agrees with Mr. Jonathan 100%. The highest rated cigar in cigar aficionado history that became Cigar of the Year, mm. 96 rated 
Um, and it's, it's been hit after hit, and we'll get to that uh, in the interview. But right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. We had a little conducting going on in the mm-hmm. audience, getting everybody to, to click their cutters at the same time. Very it's impressive. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. A little cold drawer action. See what we have here. You know what it doesn't taste like? It doesn't taste like Cayo. <laughs> I can't pronounce it and I can't spell little, it. Just leave me alone. Little barnyard. E-I-E-I-O. But a little sweetness, too. Dare I say golden raisin? Yeah, you could dare. You could dare. Sweet, it's good. It's it's tabas- tobacco esque. When somebody <laughs> says tobacco, God takes, damn, I hope it is. When they say tobacco, but it, it's more than that. It's very prevalent of tobacco. I hope so because it's tobacco. I know well, it is. But we're gonna light our cigar today that is comprised of tobacco with a tobacco lighter. This is the original, the OG Cyclone. Featuring uh, no frills, flip top, push button action, three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. Easy adjustment at the bottom for the low price of twelve ninety nine or two for twenty on twoguyscigars.com. Just add them to your care package order. We've been having a lot of confusion about that, Barron. I've been getting some messages. So people are not reading the card that goes in with the care package. Correct. So they just need to make their order. Right. Select pickup in store. Right, but that's going to change. And then in the comments, put add to care add to care package. But that's going to change because we're about to move to a warehouse, so there's not going to be an in store pickup option. Mm-hmm. So we'll just wind up removing the shipping charge. Gotcha. We need a new computer system. We got a guy working on that. Oh. We just got a new computer system after three years. Yeah, but that yeah. won't change the way the care package is handled. No. Because we can't make a add-to-care package option because people will select it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have to research that they're not in the care package <laughs> and then call them. How could they say add-to-care package? Because they see free. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. I want it. that. Yeah. So yeah. make it add We to- have guys order from, like, Texas in-store pickup, and I have to call them up. Are you in the area? And they're like, no. And I go, well, you selected in-store pickup. Yeah, for free shipping. I go, <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to be in-store to pick it up. So <laughs> you make it make the add-to-care package $100 for shipping. No one will select it except for the people in the care package, and they'll select it, and it won't charge them $100. It'll well, still charge them $100. No, there. you just you don't make the price of it $100. The price is zero, but in the description it says – Add to care package. Come on, equals everybody $100. can follow it. These are pretty yeah, simplified. It pulls it from price level A, so I can't do I'm that. I'm not the sharpest not tool, tool in, the, in the draw, but we'll I, I get how our website works. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy. Huh. I could probably have it done in eight seconds. Wow. But that's okay. Dave, you got new shoes this week. I got new shoes from a listener. <laughs> because of the slipper incident? Open toed, high heel. It was. Oh wait, those would be. It, it was one that would really nice. It would be yeah. great if they ended up fitting. Of course, they weren't going to fit. I feel bad that all that work was done for me to send it back. I mean, was it even close? Could you no. put it so, in sideways and I, twist it on? I got it halfway on. Did you try the alcohol trick? No, I didn't because they're going to be returned. So no. So, are your feet 
actually square? Are they yeah. as wide as they are long? Close. Flintstone is pretty close. I've yeah. seen them walking around the house in socks before. It's yeah. The people that say, "Oh, let me choose wide foot," mm-hmm. it doesn't do it. it you know, no. it's five e. How about four e? No. no, it won't fit. What about six e? Probably would, yeah. but I don't know if there's such a thing. I don't know. I've gone to the wide store shoe where they store. You know, we specialize, specialize in wide, wide. And I say, okay, give, give me a nine and a half five e. And they say, no, no, you mean triple E. No. And then they say, well, let me measure you. And they say, oh, shit. Uh, Really? Whiskey Miser wants to know if your toes are like your fingers. They are. Uh, So if you held a Lancero uh, between your your toes, toes, it would make my Lancero (laughs) toes fat. They're they're more sausagier than his fingers. It may be worse. Breakfast sausage. Or snossages. <laughs> snossages, right? It'd be a snossage. <laughs> the dog sausage. It's like a pig wrapped in a blanket, kind of. Yeah. Scooter right. says it sounds like hobbit this, feet. This is, but they're not all hairy this like is a fat hobbit finger foot. shaming. And, and, and it should be. Not I don't want to hear a single complaint after the shit that I hear. You could take a little yeah, sausage. You your fingers. Me, it's my drinking, and him, it's. There's nothing else, else, but all you guys could do something about it. Mine is a physical problem. I can't right. do anything. No, about I can't it. do anything about wearing high heels. I like it, but you could not. Like but I, why would I do that? But you, you, you like smoking you, cigars? You, stop smoking cigars. I could. I, I wonder could if you could go on. But TV. I can't stop having fat fingers. You can't well, stop. I don't know. Stop doing it. Maybe you can go on the TV show Nip Tuck, and they could do a little oh, liposuction yeah. on the fingers, fingerectomy or something. I don't yeah. think oh. so. There's something to that. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's not that it's. I got a lot of fat around it. They're right. wide fingers, right? <laughs> I'm looking at them. <laughs> big bone. Fat yeah. There's an fat. awful lot of meat wrapped around them big bones. Do you remember? Do you ever see the movie Ray Charles? Ray, I think yeah, that was yeah. the name of it. And then he would. He's a blind guy, and when he would go uh, shake the girl's hand, it. feel the wrist, feel the wrist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dave, you need a toe tailor, according to Scooter. Yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't have to risk going out on a date with Ray. All right, I'm not here to be made sport of, but this is what <laughs> happens. It is a sport for these folks. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, about EP Carrillo cigars with Lisette Perez Carrillo today. Uh, she is the daughter of Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. Mm. Ernesto, I call him Ernie, longtime friend in the cigar industry. He's born November 1951, now 71 years old. So I'm starting to look at us older folks now in the industry of uh, succession planning. Yeah, is correct, correct. Um, so I coined him a long time ago, the godfather of boutique cigars, and it's stuck, and I hear it all the time. Um, he is. Uh, when you talk about boutique cigars, you got to go uh, way back. He had a little cigar manufacturing operation on 8th Street in Little Havana, Miami, called El Credito. And I would go there often and watch him. My parents lived in Fort Lauderdale, so when I'd go see, see them, I'd go down and see him, talk to him, learn from him, and we're talking the 80s. Uh, Ernie eventually grew uh, so big, his company, that... Uh, he had to move to Dominican Republic because the little place on 8th Street wasn't enough of the manufacturing that uh, had built up over the years. Then he sold a company, uh, his brand, to, and I say the company, and I wonder if it was all the brands, I don't know. 
because I don't know. the only thing that ever happened, I think, was La Gloria Cubana uh, to a major manufacturer, then General Cigar, uh, owned by Edgar Kalman, now Scandinavian Tobacco. Right, and, and they, they did have El Credito bundles. Okay. At, well, Gloria Cubana did or um, General Cigar did? Uh, Ernesto had those back in the day, the yes. El Credito bundle, and what was the other one? Yeah. El Rico... Rico Habano, yep. Dos Gonzalez, La Jolla Selecta. Um, these are all things I carried, and which mm-hmm. it, whatever he had, he had. And even some of the Gloria Cubanas used to come in bundles when they didn't have boxes. Hey, I don't For have the boxes yet. a long time. Yeah. So you take what you could get. Um, after he sold, um, he stayed with them for a long time with General Cigar. Usually you see mm-hmm. something sell, maybe he stays for a little while, they get that thing, but he stayed on for a long time. Well, I'm sure he had at least a five-year non-compete, so that he spent the first five years certainly with them, no problem, and he, he probably was enjoying it. He liked it, apparently. He was on the road doing yeah. events. And then in 2009, just 13 years ago, he starts all over again and says, okay, I'm going to start the, a new company up. And if you think about it, 13 years um, they are arguably the most successful of any company comeback that ever happened. In 13 years, that big of Cigar of the Years and, mm-hmm. and uh, distribution everywhere. Uh, behind him, um, and I know it couldn't make him happier, is his children. And uh, Lisette will be talking to her in a little while, and his son, Ernesto the third because he is EP three. Yeah. Do you think that part of his success was that he stayed on the road after the sale, so he still maintained the relationships with? Yes, he did. The the retailers, whereas so many other people, Christian Aroa, for example, he was out for a couple of years. I mean, he stayed with Davidoff after the sale for a little while, but little while. he was out for years. And you know, it's kind of like reintroducing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think he hit the road more. When he was with them, because he wasn't doing, he had to do everything before that that time. So, uh, absolutely. Um, so, Ed Sullivan, why was Gloria Cubana so successful in the nineties? Uh, hmm. Why? What do you think of? Um, we're talking about a little little brand. Yeah, I think a couple of things. Yeah. The profile of their cigar at the time was much stronger than what was available. Correct. They and, were really the full-bodied cigar out there. And they'd come in at medium now. Right. And the thing is, uh, the people who were cigar geeks at that time, not as many of them. Yeah. But on ASC, All Thought Smokers Thought Cigars, yeah. it was it was talk about La Gloria all the time. Yes. You'd mm-hmm. see people say, oh, they got some in stock in Miami, and then I'd have to... Send a fax. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, would, you buy direct, right? Well, I'd buy from you when you had them, right. but you if I couldn't didn't. get them all yeah. the time. So I bought from any source that I could get them from. So, and, the, and there was a little run on Miami cigars there for a while. People wanted Miami cigars. I don't know if it was they're made in the USA. Is there some patriotic thing to that? Is, is it that they are, uh, like you said, most cigars were mild and smooth, and mm-hmm. here, here he is, bold and, and flavorful. Well, uh, and you for remember, those listening, he meant smooth. smooth. That's right. Uh, and you remember when he opened the Dominican factory, people still wanted the Miami one. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I want the Miami one. Correct. 
Um, you could go down there and meet with him and talk to him, and he's a likable guy. People liked him. And then when it came to the quality of the product, it was consistent. Mm-hmm. It was always the way it was supposed to be. That yep. was it. If it was out of stock, it was out of stock because well, it had to be you consistent. Got it, it, it was good. And then despite being made in the United States, the price – Mm-hmm. The price, like a Wavell was $1.35, I remember. Right. The prices then, um, the cigars ranged from, like, um, I have it here somewhere, but um, the Wavell was $1.35, later becomes uh, $1.55. It ranges from $1.15 for the Panatellas, $2.65 for a fat pyramid-shaped pyramids. Right. Um, and... The cigars were unbelievable, unbelievable. great. So I, when I ended up getting um, cigar, uh, the highest rating in Cigar Aficionado back in the early 90s, issue one, issue two, or whatever it was, it was $1.35. And you'd see $9, $10 cigars next to it, and here's this thing at the very top, $1.35. And the people that didn't smoke at them like, what's that? <laughs> oh, they're right here. And they've been here for, for a long time. Um they made all the other brands. The big one was Gloria Cubana, but I think the the more full-bodied cigar at that time, or the real geek one, was um, the El Rico Habano. Yep. When available, right? And uh, still to this day, uh, great stuff coming out of uh, Ernesto. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say a master blender also. Uh, back then and still to this right. day, um, one of the few that remains of the master blenders. Mm-hmm. I know everybody throws that name around like it's yeah. uh, nothing, but it, it's a big <laughs> thing. And, um, and he also has his finger on the pulse in the industry. I mean, he came out with the inch just just before Big Range yeah. really took off. Absolutely. So any far from done, and we're going to learn that in just a few minutes. Um, by the way, I want to bring up, um, we have hit the number. The um, Cigar Authority Lanceros, there is exactly 100 boxes left as of this morning. The countdown begins at 100, and uh, it's the Fat Finger Countdown. We're going to bring this all the way down to zero. We're at 100 right now. Next week, we'll reveal to you where we are, and let's get this thing down till it's gone. So everybody listening to the show this week, go out and buy a box. And it'll be over. And it'll be over. Or buy three, because yeah. you, you Rip get it off a like discount. a Band-Aid. Yeah. All right, right now, it's time to Ask the Dawn by Dawn Raphael Cigars. It's time to Ask the Dawn. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Dawn Raphael Cigars. Don Rafael cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Jeff writes, Gentlemen, and Mr. Jonathan. My fiance and I will be on our honeymoon in New England in February, and on our last day of the honeymoon, we will be attending a friend's wedding in Massachusetts. I have planned for three days in Vermont at a ski resort, but still have to fill out two days at the end of the week. We're traveling from Arizona, and this will likely be my only chance to visit Two Guys Smoke Shop and witness the broadcast of the Cigar Authority in person. Mm -hmm. I have convinced her that we should definitely visit Two Guys, but I need to find something or someplace she would enjoy seeing or doing in the area 
on Thursday night and Friday. I'm open to any suggestions within a few hours' drive. Dave knows all of the best places for food, so my question for Dave is, what are the best restaurants in the area to visit with my new bride? And there's a couple more questions, but getting off the top of your head, restaurants? Chef Charlie? Go, go, go to Portsmouth? Uh, surf in Portsmouth? Or for sure. Buckley Steakhouse, they're both excellent. They should like Portsmouth, not necessarily... <laughs> Uh, no, it's got the little shops. Yeah, yeah you can do a little shopping while you're there. And, and, and you're on the border of Maine. You could go right over the border, half a mile away, mm-hmm. and now you're into into Maine. And look a little around there, and it's and all maybe 40 minutes away from where we are here in Salem. And he said a couple hours drive. You want to do something romantic with your wife, go up to uh, Lincoln, New Hampshire. There's mm-hmm. a place called Nestle Nook Farm. Uh, you could do a horse-drawn carriage sleigh ride, sip on some hot cider. Well, romantic activity. You jump the gun. Uh, it says Barry is a hopeless romantic. So my question for him is: <laughs> Is there anything worth doing near Salem, New Hampshire, as a couple? On second thought, don't let Barry answer that question. <laughs> well, he did. Uh, I'm a grumpy asshole like Ed Sullivan, so I know he doesn't want to be asked any questions. Nailed it. <laughs> Lastly, I want to ask Mr. Jonathan what his advice is for newlyweds. And I'll be sure to do the exact opposite of whatever he says. Perfect. <laughs> this should ensure a happy and long-lasting marriage. Uh, also local to here is you could do American Stonehenge. Uh, you said you're already doing skiing. but In there's February? A- yeah, yeah, forget that. You can do it. Uh, there's uh, a little tubing place in Amesbury where you could you could do that for a couple of yeah, hours. Boston tour- tours or the duck boats, or you could pick up um, any one of the four professional sports teams that has a game mm-hmm. in the uh, Boston Garden. Probably not any one of the no, four. Whatever's right? open. I don't know what the it, hell is going yeah, on in, in February, February. You got the Celtics and the Bruins. There we go. So uh, not, not the Patriots? No. Well, I, I don't know when the right. Bruins are playing at Fenway. We're smoking the E.P. Carrillo. Because they're doing a game, game there again. Yep. Encore, and uh, this is a spicy seven. No. 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 Uh, what I, <laughs> I get a flavor, though. You've had um, potato donuts before. Yes. Ooh. Okay, yes. now. This is a holy donut. You take yes, holy donut of Maine. You take the donut. Worth the ride. It's got to be the lemon-filled one with the confection of sugar How on the outside. How do you even know what you it tastes like? Let me finish my description. Yeah. You squeeze the donut so a little bit of the the lemon meringue shit comes out. But you got to get where the confectioner's sugar and the lemon. And snort it. Touch. That's where you touch your tongue. Right there. You get a little confectioner's sugar and a little bit of the lemon filling. You don't eat it. You You don't eat it. No, no. Under no circumstances should you bite the donut. Right. The amount of lectins would be overload. (laughs) But you could lick it and you'd be okay. Yeah. Lick it, swish your mouth out, spit it out. But that's the and flavor. And then give me a, and I don't care that you licked it, I'll eat it. <laughs> <You'll again>. eat <laughs> it anyway. Yeah, you lick it, Dave will stick it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and str- strength-wise, seven, I'm saying you're saying six. I'm saying five, man. Five. 5.7. How could you say seven? Seven, because it's a 5.7, it's a six, which is a seven. The one you smoked this morning was a seven. Really? Yeah. Was a Connecticut? Yeah, that's a seven. This is a five. All right, uh, let's go to break. When we come back, Lisette Perez Carrillo sits down with me, talks about her family's history, where they are today, and the future of EPC cigars. We're live in the Toscano soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. 
Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by AJ Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. With us is Lisette Perez Carrillo from EP Carrillo Cigars. I'm so honored you stopped by. <laughs> Why not have a talk with you with you here? 
Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, uh, listen, the trade show, I saw you at the trade show. Uh, there was the whole family there, which made, I had a big smile on my face seeing that. Even your daughter now involved. Mm-hmm. Fourth generation now. Fourth generation. Well, she's actually fifth generation. Really? Yes. Um, a lot of people don't know that my great-grandfather oh, I didn't. Uh, used to sell penny cigars in Cuba. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's uh, really in our blood. Penny so cigars. <laughs> my goodness. So it did all start in Cuba. As far as I knew, it was your grandfather, Ernesto Sr. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's funny. We uh, Your dad is Ernesto Jr., but you have a brother. Ernesto the third. The third, right. And everybody thinks of him as the junior, but your dad is the junior. Um, and, your, and your dad was... Um, your grandfather was a tobacco buyer, later turned cigar maker, and then as I dug into the family, something I never knew, he was a senator. Yes, um, he was a senator under the Batista government, Wow! and uh, that's one of the reasons that he had to flee so quickly uh, from Cuba. It's a, it's a kind of a scary story where uh, my grandmother told me that they were looking for him for a while, and he was oh, hiding boy. because they were taking you control. Know, control and yeah. taking prisoners. And um, they managed to get out of there. And I remember a story where he had to get all of his things out out of where they were living. And uh, literally, my grandmother had to hide in the closet um, so that they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't find her. So uh, there's a lot of scary stories about what happened. You and know, then during they, those did he times. leave right away? Yeah, they left. So yeah. and then he left. He left, and then he sent for everyone else. He wow. had to leave just just like that. Wow. So um, and then starting the the factory um, on Eighth Street in Little Havana. Yeah. was quite the endeavor at that point. He he had to take on some odd jobs at first, um, make a little money. My grandmother started sewing, and uh, you know they were able to uh, to, to restart everything. And, and it was El Credito. Mm-hmm. Was that what it was in Cuba also? Was that the company name? The, the, the brand is La Gloria Cubana that yeah. he brought over from okay, there. Okay, the brand. Right. So in Cuba, I'm not really knowledgeable about the name per se. I mean, it would make sense that there was some relation, um, but that's an excellent question. Yeah. I should, I should yeah, look <laughs> no, into that. <laughs> no, I, I always That's want, an excellent question. I, I always wondered as I would go down there, and you know, I started going down there in the, in the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into the cigar business in 1985, and my parents... I say ran away from home. They lived up here, of course, with me. And one day they said, well, I'm moving to Fort Lauderdale. And uh, going to visit them and got, getting into the cigar business, I said, okay, I have to find somebody that makes cigars around here. And there was your dad. Um, your dad started, I believe, in 1980, taking over for his yes. father, who yes. had got sick, right? Yes. That's what happened. Uh, you grew up to your father as not a cigar person, but a jazz musician. That's right. That's right. Um, and he he really had to step up at that moment. You know, when, when my grandfather started uh, getting ill, I know that he was in and out. Yeah. And then at one point, there's a, there's a good story um, where I was four years old, and I remember this like it was yesterday, um, where I'm jumping on my grandmother's bed, and I hit uh, my forehead off, you know, a side table. And my dad's in New York uh, working at Nat Sherman and trying to be a jazz musician. 
Uh, so he was working at Nat Sherman selling cigars yeah. in the daytime yes. and play, trying to get a jazz gig at night. Yes. Boy. My grandfather uh, was not very pleased that he was in New York, you know, while I was in Miami. Sure? And, and obviously he, my mom, I think, went from with him for a couple of weeks and then came back. So uh, after this, uh, there's a story where, you know, my dad's calling and my, my grandfather gets on the phone. He goes, okay, enough of this. Uh, it's time to come home. Right. Like, that's it. Like, pack up, and I need you here, like, now. <laughs> so then in that, in that time frame, uh, my dad tells a story that it took him a while, you know, to kind of get used to the idea of, of tobacco, cigars, uh, working with his father, yeah, what all of that meant. Yeah. And uh, eventually, he stepped up pretty well. So Yeah. It, it, it became so unbelievable that, um, you know, certainly cigar aficionado. Uh, 1992, you know, I was doing business before, but it kind of put a light onto this little, little bodega that was make, making a, a handful of cigars that was there, all in that um, little walk-in cooler that was back there. Yes. Um, were you there yes. in those days? Uh, I've had, yes, um, I was there. I've been there since, since uh, I probably, since I could remember, since I was four, uh, wow. putting on the... Uh, the bands, uh, the cellophane. Uh, for me, it's uh, always been just who we are. And the the humidor brings me really nice memories because I remember going in there and looking at the cigar boxes and seeing this uh, woman, you know, yes. the, the Gloria Cubana. And when you ask me the name, you know, that's the first thing I'm going to ask my dad. Why was it a credito? Because all you hear is about the trademark and how so many people had to flee Cuba and, and the trademark and La Gloria. So I remember that image and it just always stayed with me how I'd go in there and look at the Charlemagne and the Soberanos right. and wonder why are they called this, you know, and I'm like this little kid trying to figure all of this out and I remember there, back then uh, my dad's looking at the leaves and my asking him do you know like everything you need to know about these leaves <laughs> that you're looking at all the time and he's like well I'm trying to learn I'm a little scared you know but I think I mean there's just back then I mean what he was like 20 something years old they had me very young like yeah. 21 so having been in my 20s obviously uh now I look back and think you know they that it was remarkable, I think, what he was able to achieve. Um, oh, my goodness. And they had to grow you up in the store. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Come come home from school and mm -hmm. go to the store and sit there and get babysitted, basically. Absolutely. While the, Absolutely. Along with the rollers, and you knew everybody, right? You knew everybody. The rollers, uh, you know, talking in the back. And, you know, the whole thing where the story where they actually read the newspaper, that's true. Uh, wow. We had one of them. And then, they, oh, who heard about this? And. It's just things that at the moment you just think, oh, all the kids, all the kids do this, right? All the kids go to yeah. their parents' job, and then eventually I'm kind of like, oh, mine is a little different. There's not that well, many. And back in the '90s, I used to fax my order into Miami to get the as a consumer, as a consumer, as a consumer, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it was consumer there, and and also uh, selling to stores. Right. And, you know, I actually split it. I'd buy from you when you had product, but it was tough to keep product on the shelves. Right. It was so popular. They were, yeah, there's these great stories of uh, my mom uh, having a lot of uh, retailers come to Miami. They drive there <laughs> yep. and loading up the, <laughs> Me? loading up the trunk. And I, then my dad would be like, Elena, there's an order to these things. You can't just, I see cash. I give cigars. If, That's it. I would show up on a Saturday with cash. <laughs> exactly. And 
that was that was a big part of it, and yeah. box it up and have to go to the. Um, what was the, the store that would pack it and ship it back for you? I, I put it in the mm-hmm. rental car and then bring it to mailbox, et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they would pack it up and ship it. Oh, in the meantime, I had orders in. Yeah. And the orders, here, here was the metal stick, and they put the order on top of yeah. the order. And I would order like every week. Even though I didn't yeah. receive them, it, of You'd stuff have to coming get down them when you could. But anytime I was going down to visit my parents, I'd, I'd stop by there and load up mm-hmm. and, and see what I could possibly so get. You'd see on the old alt.smokers.cigars, which was an internet group, somebody had post, they have some. And yes. then everybody would be <laughs> faxing their orders. <laughs> that, was a, that was a brand. It was so popular that when I unpacked the box, and we had a little store in East Boston at the time, and I'd be unpacking the box, and it'd be customers standing around as I unpacked it, and I'd take the box out to check it off the thing, and they go, I'll take that one, and I'd be selling them out of the box that I'm receiving them in. And it was be that fast that they'd end up buying it. Oh, do you don't have any Waybells? I said, no. Okay, I'll take that. And it could be the torpedo. The torpedo. was completely The torpedo was crazy. Do I yes. remember that? Yeah. The- In those days, torpedoes were really hot. Not yeah. so much anymore, but that's what was really hot at the time. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. So one day I go down there. And your dad's there, and I'm talking to him. Uh, he's got my order and everything like that. But we would have a cigar together and talk from, from way back when. And um, he asked me if I wanted to buy an ashtray one day. And there, oh. was, and there was a little girl that was there <laughs> and said, would you like to buy one of these ashtrays? I said, of course. So I added one into my package. And it was you. Yes, that was my. Those were my ashtrays. Yes, yes. I was always very entrepreneurial. Like yes. you know, since I was young, and so, I had my ashtrays. Yeah, they, and they my humidors. And and how do you say no? The dad ashtray for the ashtray and stuff. I said, of course, throw some in in the package that's, that's there, and the ashtray would come. Mm-hmm. And I would love to end up showing you this ashtray all this time. And I would have saved it all this time because I'm that type of guy to mm-hmm. save it. But it came in broken. Oh. And never did I call up and say it's broken was or it anything. Was it the porcelain like, one? It, or was, the, it was green. Porcelain or the glass? It must have been Because the porcelain, I, yeah, I, I would do those. I'm sorry. The, I, there was also the ceramic was the first ones, and I would ceramic. make those. Yes. I had made it. Oh, there was no doubt about it that this was <laughs> <laughs> this was not a work of art. That's this was such a, a nice g- memory. Yeah. I have forgotten about the first ones because then you know I went big. And I yeah, doing other ones, but yeah, he said, "Would you?" And I said, oh, "Well, wow. of course." And, and I got it. Oh, and I, I would hand, I hand, would hand sketch the word wow, Gloria yes. that was out there. And Incredible. I, I, I wish I saved the broken ashtray, oh. but that was it. And I go, "Wow, I had to get." That ashtray, I just felt like I had to do it anyway. Incredible, But I think of that because years later, my daughter, my daughter, many years later, there she is in the store and setting a little thing up, almost like a lemonade stand, but no, it's some cigar-related thing that would be there, and then the customer comes in and does it. It, it, And then years later, here you are basically running the company. It's it's awesome to end it's up. It's funny because I remember about this when I first started. My dad was like, "I ah, let her do her thing," but I started selling those humidors. My dad was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Where's my cut?" Yeah, we like, go. Well. <laughs> right? He's, I told him the- I didn't think you were. You thought it wasn't such a good idea, right? Like, oh, okay. Right. Then, then, it tur- um, then it turns it into good. And, such good memories. Oh, Thank you goodness. for reminding me of of those ashtrays. 
And that little store, and and all, I always looked at it and I go, he needs to get bigger. He needs to get bigger. Mm-hmm. It's just there's no place to grow and is always. And then we're going to Dominican Republic. Ends up happening. Ends up happening because I was leaving to law school. Okay. So, you know, Cuban dad. Uh, Got to pay law school. And wanted to stick around till I was no longer in Miami full time. So that's a little secret some people oh. might not know, right? So I was going to leave to college. I decided to stay and go to locally because I loved working in the factory, among other things. Uh, I said, you know what, Dad, I think I remember in the elevator when Chicago and we're in the celebrator. I was like, I think I want to stay home. And wow. he's just looking at me, probably happy as could sure. be, right? But, well, you need to make this decision, you know, for yourself. Don't do it for me and your mom. I'm like, well, no, it's not about you and my mom. It's about me. I need to, I want to stay in Miami. And I would go to, to, to school, go to, go to the factory. I loved it there. Loved it. It was just, I remember even on Saturdays with my Mountain Dews and just, you know, walking over to the KFC two blocks away, right? getting my lunch, coming back. I, I just, I loved it. Wow. And, um, and then when I decided to, uh, to go away to, to law school, I said, yeah, dad, this, this time I'm going to do it. This time it's for real. So he, in some ways, maybe it liberated him in a way because he also wanted to, to go and expand. But, All right. Yeah. And, and it certainly worked out in the acquisition mm-hmm. that, that happened after because uh, now it looked like the sky's the limit that this brand can be everywhere, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is what ended up happening with it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And your, school, your law school took you to the biggest law firm in New York. One of them, yeah. The yeah. Paul Weiss. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, looking at that, and I and I remember that happening, and uh, success with your with your brother also mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in his, his business venture. I said, okay, that this family is not going to stay a tobacco family. And then years later, there it mm-hmm. there it pulls back in, and I'm like, you're like, there's, oh. there's a magic to this industry. Yes, yes. I remember sitting at, at law school where everyone goes around and says, oh, what do you want to do? And I was just said, well, I want to go back to the factory on 8th Street. And all these kids are looking at me like, why are you here? Why right. didn't you go somewhere else for that? You know, and, and uh, it, it, was, it was remarkable. But, but when it came time to make the decision uh, to sell, uh, it, was, it was a very uh, sad one. But at the same time, um, one where we knew it, it was the time to do it. Uh, and we all sat down and we talked and of course me and my mom's vote mattered the most and uh, <laughs> we did it. Yeah, I was friends, very close friends with Edgar Kalman mm-hmm. and Ed- Edgar Kalman called me to talk about La Gloria Cubana. What do you know about it? What, what do you think? What, what is it? And Edgar was a major entrepreneur and um, I said, there's amazing things you can do with this because it just, I always looked at it as small, ready to explode. It just can keep, if somebody can end up um, putting a sales team out there and putting this, there's no end to what this brand could do. And I'll say to this day of General Cigar, every acquisition they ever made, the smartest and best one ever mm-hmm. was Gloria Gubana. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And, you, and your dad stayed on. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough one for somebody who this this was his baby now listening to. But I think he was proud of where they ended up taking that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it was remarkable what they did. Uh, as you said, it was his baby. Yeah. And for a few years, there was a lot of like, oh, you and your mom, you know, you convinced me of this. And, and I wow. see this and I see that. And Little seller's I would remorse. Have done it, I would have done it different. And But in the end, it was the right decision. And I think when we all sat there and had to decide whether he stays uh, with them after yeah. his time, 
uh, it was me, my brother, and, and him in uh, Virginia sitting at a restaurant and just talking. And he's never pressured us to do anything uh, with respect to this industry. So he was just sitting there and I'm saying, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think you should go on. I think you, you need to do this on your own again. Go wow. on. And he's just sitting there waiting. I said, and, and I'm doing legal work, but I could do legal work for a cigar company, you know? And <laughs> wow. my brother's sitting there working at a very, very uh, prestigious uh, business venture firm. And he's looking at us and like, okay, so let's do it. Oh my and God. that was it. And then the next day we went back and obviously these are friends for life. Uh, all of them are wonderful people, sure. but they understood. And that's how Ipicarillo got started. That is unbelievable that that happened. And he was, he, he was probably bursting to, to, to say, yes, let's do it. But he played it right. Yes. He played it right. To, yes. You guys came up with the idea yes. to say, let's do this. Let's do it. We all just, yeah. And it was, it was very difficult. I mean, in the beginning, of we course. took it. Starting all over again. Starting all over. We took it as everybody knows Ernesto. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's a lot of smokers out there, completely, you know, new generations that didn't. And... My brother and I sat there in this small office and, and said, so who's going to do what? And he said, well, do you want me to do sales and you do marketing or how do you want to do this? Literally. <laughs> wow. Pick and we're just, we're just sitting there. Okay, let's do it like that. But wow. just no idea. Like the person I was that day to now, how much I've learned. Oh. They can't teach you that. <laughs> no. <in school. laughs> so I go to the factory in the Dominican, his new factory now that he has, and I look from the outside and I say, oh, this is big. And I walk in and there's maybe six people rolling cigars mm -hmm. and a big empty room. And I said, oh my God, you know, he's ready to go big, but he cannot go big yet mm -hmm. because it's literally starting from scratch mm -hmm. again. You mm -hmm. think you turn the switch back on and say, oh, here I'm here again. Nope, it's the first account. Here it comes again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And with the inaugural, our, our yes. inaugural cigars, some retailers loved it. Some were kind of like, oh, we were expecting more of the usual, you know, Ernesto. Mm -hmm. yeah. like he wanted to do something different. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's uh, like you said, just learning. Learning as we go along in a new industry it had a new look. It yeah. wasn't everything that we had seen before. Correct. Not not a rebirth of Gloria Cubana by any means at all. Mm -hmm. a, a whole different company. And now dad is 70 years old. Yes. 70. And um, I, I went and saw him in October. I went went to the, um, to the Dominican, to the factory there, and sat with him. And uh, he seems very happy. He seems so excited about the tobacco and showing it to me like mm -hmm. he did 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have to come back here and let me show you. Smell this. And, you know, still excited. Mm -hmm. So he, he wants to keep going. He's in Nicaragua right now as we speak. Wow. Uh, going around, finding tobacco and... That's how it is. Honduras, uh, he goes there himself. He he picks the tobacco himself. He is uh, very passionate still. Yes. There's no sign of... All uh, right, wonderful. Uh, no it sign of him uh, <laughs> getting in any way into retirement mode. He jokes about it, but no, that's not going to happen. So right here one day, he came up to see me when he was in the U.S. and he was in the New England area, and he says, I want to come up, have a cigar. I said, okay. And he comes up that day, walks right up here, and he says... In an hour and 15 minutes, can we watch a certain thing on television? And I said, of course. Make sure I have the channel 
that you're looking for, and then we look and we have the channel. He said, okay, and he doesn't say anything, and we go and we have a cigar, and then he keeps looking at his watch for a certain time to come on, and then he says, uh, it's getting close. Can we, can we go watch? And we sat right in there and had the TV on, and you came on TV on a finance show. Oh, the Fox News? Yes. The, talking about yes. the, the uh, FDA. Not tobacco. Right? This was finance. Um, which one was it? A f- I re- financial news network or something like well, that. Well, they were talking about, yes, they were talking about a, a lot of different topics, but the FDA was one of them. Okay. We talking about how the FDA could affect us financially. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was, uh, that was a little nerve-wracking. I mean, it was live. and <laughs> Sure. And then it's, there's going to be a delay in the questions. I'm just there like, whoa. <laughs> so there you were, and instead of watching you on TV, I was watching him watch you. Mm-hmm. And it was the proudest father I ever saw that he was so happy. And I was so happy for him to end up watching this. And then, because he didn't say what it was beforehand. And then it's over and that's it. And I, I said, uh, you saw everything you needed to see? And he says, yeah. And he was so happy. And let's have another cigar and a coffee. And we have a coffee and cigar. And he was on top of the world. And this is what I see is this industry. There's so much family part of it. Yes. And all the years now, it's 37 years that I'm in the business and watching you grow up and him grow up and we grew up together and all these different families that are in here. This is what I love of it. What I didn't like is the corporate side of it. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't like that it was good for you and your family and stuff, but okay, it's going to go to um, General Cigar. By the way, General Cigar at that time was Edgar Coleman, mm-hmm. and it was a different, mm-hmm. and that was a family. But as it changed mm-hmm. and evolved, mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, I think it, it's more what people love about this is the family part of mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. going to the trade show, and there was your daughter this year that I saw. How old is she now? 16. 16 years yes. old. There she is at the booth and being a lady yes. and, and talking to the people, and yes. it was was unbelievable yes yeah she she had a great time and uh you know she's doing a lot of our social media now she does a lot of the marketing in with respect to coming up with different ideas for uh for involving the consumer more uh we are uh now having this uh platinum bash uh where we're having the consumers actually vote for a blend the first limited blend of next year and uh, that's really uh, that's so. Her young to... thoughts is yeah, there, yeah. Wh- why would you not use it? Because we can't figure that out as we get older. We well, think differently. It's incredible the kind of stuff she comes up with. For example, uh, like even hashtags. Uh, I would do the more traditional because I run, for example, the Instagram account myself. I respond yeah. to consumers myself, and I'll put like these twenty hashtags. And she's like, <laughs> "Mom, you need four here," and like one of them will be like badass. I'll be like. Okay, <laughs> or then she, really? yeah, she gets a little bit. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, are, are you sure this thing got twenty thousand views in like you know a few days or just stuff like that, yeah, you know? And I'm just like the new doing. generation, just you know, step back and wow. let it go. Let so it this is Sky, right? Yeah, Sky. And I know of her name because of the Cigar Authority Cookbook. And, and, and the yes. recipe that you did with her. Yes, yes, Which, yes. again, as these things were coming in, I asked your dad mm-hmm. if he would do a recipe, and he says, no, no, he's going to let you do it. And then the recipe comes in, and it it's Sky's mocha cake, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. coffee cake, yep. and even happier. Okay, yep. see what they do? They end up saying, okay, my dad said I can do it, but I want to bring my daughter into Absolutely. this. Absolutely, yeah. She was, was running her own little bakery at that time. Wow. 
Yeah. So the that spirit is in. She, yeah, she's got a little entrepreneur. She's not making ashtrays. She's making cakes because you can sell more cakes yeah. than ashtrays, right? Yes. So maybe she's smarter than all of us, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I don't have her on payroll, but she swears she'll say, "Hey, mom, uh, I think it's been two weeks now. Uh, time yeah. to uh, time to cut that check for me." Very good. So, uh, Sixteen. Yeah. My goodness. So y- your dad gets back into the industry as the whole family, and it's EP Carrillo Family Cigar Company uh, again. And as much as there was so much success that happened um, the first two times, right? This is volume three, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2012, Dad gets the Cigar Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not many people that have been in there, and there's a deserving person that cer- certainly is, and I was so happy to end up seeing that. And at that time, it almost says to me, okay, now you um, fade away into, you know, you, you, you made the Hall of Fame and you fade away. And a baseball player makes the Hall of Fame. They stop playing baseball. No, it, it becomes a warm-up, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. It was the spark mm-hmm. that set him off at that point. Number two cigar of the year in 2014. Mm-hmm. 2018, number one cigar of the year. And then 2020, not only the number one cigar of the year, but the highest rated number one cigar of the year yes. ever. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, it, it's, uh, it's been stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And we only stopped here at 2020. It's 2022 right now. COVID came in and kind of slowed everything down yep. to do that. But it's it's hit after hit after hit after hit. Oh, yeah. Puts a lot of pressure on. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is next? Oh, we're working on some interesting uh, some interesting uh, things. And I think one of, the, one of the things I've noticed about him more recently is getting more involved with tobaccos he's not used to. Yes. You know, and he's going out there and he's investigating and he's learning and he's pushing himself. Uh, I think with Pledge, that was one of the um, one of the ideas to go, you know, fuller, see see what, what he can come up with. And it's very exciting, like you said, to see someone who is 70 yeah. out there saying, I need to learn, you know, what the consumer yeah. wants. You know, is it milder? Is it? Is it fuller? Is it this? Is I mean, just his own head, just working through all of these questions. And uh, it's wonderful to see that passion still so strong. Yeah, so, stronger. You know, who sees what we'll, we'll come up with. Right. Uh, could be something very he, he, interesting. Like you said, he's traveling around the world looking at tobacco. Mm-hmm. He, he's got something in his mind. Absolutely, absolutely. Are you guys learning the blending part of it? Will we ever see your blend and your brother's blend? We're getting more and more involved in learning about uh, the different tobaccos, which I think is a good start uh, to to kind of get our feet a little wetter. We do know somewhat about blending, uh, mostly about the cigars that that we make because he talks to us a lot about it. Uh, I have had a dream to make my own blend. I think that my daughter, she was just in the factory a month ago, is already talking about wanting to go back mm. before school starts. Maybe I'll do a blend with her. That's something that we definitely uh, wow. did talk about. Uh, where she has that thing where she likes baking and, and things. It's it's the same thing. It's a scientific yeah, thing. Yeah, she said, here. Mom, you do all this marketing and you do the legal work, but where's your legacy? And I think <laughs> the more she spends time with me, she, she has come to realize what I'm doing. And, I, and that has meant a lot to me. Uh, I think I remember two years ago walking with her in New York and I was visiting some stores and she said that to me. She's like, where's your legacy? And I said, well, I think I do a lot more than you 
know or can understand or can appreciate, and, I, and it's, she's it's, getting it. And but the you've more been she's mostly thinking, behind the scenes, and you little get get out front. A little bit more behind yeah. the scenes, and and you know whether you see me more on social media or people. I think that for her, it meant do something uh, that challenges you even more. And I think that spending time with me, for example, where uh, I have visited some stores with her or she sees me talking to customers, uh, consumers one-on-one, she does realize that it, it is um, it is a little bit more significant, yeah. but not yet that level because she sees Papa. Yeah. Wow. Look at this. You know, he can blend these cigars. He can, you know, whether there's a story behind the blends, how are you going to present it to your customers or to consumers? I do most of that part, but it's, I think, in her mind, the blending. So that's mm. a very good question on your part, and we're working on it. Yeah. We still got some time, uh, but my dad thinks the first thing is the tobacco. When one of you gets on a plane and goes to Nicaragua with me, when one of you gets on a plane and goes to Honduras with me, then we could start talking about how to how to blend. But I think with my daughter, it'd be a safer safer endeavor to just you know start in the Dominican Republic. I know sure. what cigars, what tobacco we have there, and. See what we can come up with. Your dad was really the first person ever to talk to me about tobacco. I was just a retail store guy and buying cigars, but he would talk more to me. Listen, he'd walk in with a bale of tobacco in his arms and stuff. When He, uh, he knows I'm coming, and there he is lugging this thing over and open it up and say, look at this. And I'm looking at the finished product. That's what I sell, and that's what I want, we're buying. And he's showing me raw mm-hmm. tobacco. Tobacco, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and so excited about it. And as time went on, learned from him a little a little about it. But he's the guy that knows it all. You've well, got to pull it out. Pretty early on. Yes, yes. He was big on educating consumers. You remember he was. The trunk show? Yes. Uh, that was phenomenal, where he came in and had the trunk of cigars. Right, and, and we had Gloria Cubana. Cameroons, Gurkhabana, Connecticut Shade, yeah. all these different blends that he mm-hmm. made for one-time things and stuff, and uh, that was a big deal, too. I just did so much with him over the years. It was unbelievable. And we have something coming up in June. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know about yes, this. Yes, yes, absolutely. We're super excited about it. <laughs> so we not only have a project We're going, honored. going, we're on, I'm honored. And uh, we have a special project going on, and we'll announce that at the beginning of the year. But we'll we'll do this project right near Father's Day, and we do it every year right near Father's Day. And I talked to your dad about it, and I said, I would like you to come down with either your daughter, mm-hmm. son, or both. Mm-hmm. And we do a father uh, and son mm-hmm. slash daughter mm-hmm. cigar dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's a couple of days long that you go to each store, and then we have a dinner at night, the night before Father's Day. And everybody that attends is a father and son mm-hmm. or daughter. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it now, last year was 10 years straight. Mm-hmm. And I urge other retailers to do this because I, I, you must see how passionate I am about this family thing of what happens in the industry. I see it also in the consumer that it's the consumer sitting with their dad. My dad used to come up every Sunday and have a cigar with me until he died one day. And he suddenly died. And then Mm -hmm. the next Sunday came, and he wasn't there. And I didn't realize how important it was till he was gone Mm -hmm. that this 
sit down and have a cigar thing. You know, he was my father all the time. We had a talk, but those were different. Mm -hmm. Those sitting there over a cigar was a whole different thing. And I said, I need to teach people this, to pay attention, even if it's for one day a year, Mm -hmm. to pay attention and have that. And, you know, you with your daughter and me with my daughter and hopefully my grandson when the time comes to have a cigar with them because it's not this evil product. It's a very special product. Yes. To, to be, and you, you grew up with it and you understand, but some people don't understand that. So the battle will be, will it be you and your dad or you, or your dad and your brother? Or, or all of us. It would be even better. It would be even better. <laughs> yes, no, we're, super, we're very excited about it. And uh, yeah, we talked about that. And, and I agree with you. The whole, you know, I tried to get my son involved. My son uh, is now 19. I've tried. Yeah. And it's just, you know, not, not really in him. So what he does is he edits our videos. Hmm. And right. uh, yeah, so he's kind of a mother, you know, more behind the scenes, but he said, mom, you know, I want to help, but I just, it's not in me. The factory's not in me. The, you know, the, the talking to the consumers, that's more sky, you know, what, what can I do? And he's a, an amazing editor. So huh. he edits our All videos right. and uh, he's pretty passionate about it. He gets into these heated discussions about, you know, the uh, <laughs> ramps and all these technical video terms. And he's like, again, the generational. Yes. For me, it's kind of like, well, there I would do it more slow motion. Okay, mom, sure. Uh, <laughs> let me do my job. You know, like I said, well, learning to do your job also involves Listening to, you know... Client? The client, yes. <laughs> yes, you are the client, right? Yes. If you're paying them. Exactly. It's like, yeah. fine, I'll do it, I'll do it. You know, but very, very passionate about it too, so... You know, it's the I one... I get excited about the that. One, I'm able to hang on to my employees for years and years mm-hmm. and years. Uh, Ed Santa Maria, you know, is tw- 28 years. Mm-hmm. His... His mother before him worked mm-hmm. for me. His son His now son, works for me. His son, I saw that. I so, saw that. Yep. So we have uh, three generations working for me. The one person I haven't been able to hang on to has been a graphic designer. And we had in-house graphic designers, and I've gone through three different, and mm-hmm. I've never been able to hang on to them because they're artists, and they want to do it their way. Mm-hmm. And I'm the client. Mm-hmm. And I go, nope, I'm not happy with that. I'm looking for of this. Well, it's terrible that way. And they're probably 100% right. Yep. <laughs> I have a problem. Right. I know what I want, and, and that becomes yeah, what the, what the problem is. Or when somebody describes, you know, the cigar way that you wouldn't quite describe mm-hmm. it or designs some apparel in a way that you don't think is. <laughs> so sometimes you have to, you know, take a risk. Uh, so we'll see. I left some T-shirts out there, which are one uh, of them. Uh, okay. For the inch, size matters. Okay. So I'll, right. I'll vote it on that one, so. <laughs> I like it. I actually like it, but well, I was like, oh, it's kind of like a little bit out there. The size matters, yeah. but let's see. People are liking it. Well, I certainly see a change in the design of EP Carrillo. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, my, my God, the difference, the changes each time it comes in and it's getting more elaborate. And mm-hmm. Now you've actually found your way and, and it has a, a look to it. Yes. Yes. I would definitely say that we found our way. Yes. And I, we got a very, very nice uh, reception and feedback at the trade show with the presentation of the inch and the Perez Carrillo lines. Mm-hmm. And really all of it, I, I'm glad you brought this up. All of it is E.P. Carrillo. So the main brand is E.P. Carrillo. One of the little things that we might have not done very well was to kind of always, um, I guess, highlight that inch. A lot of people say inch, but they didn't know for a while that it's also E.P. Carrillo. Right. So the same brand that is winning these awards is also making inch. Yeah. And Perez Carrillo, we thought, oh, it has Carrillo in it. 
but we didn't bring it home enough, you know? So now we're trying our best to kind of unify it so that when you look at a shelf, you can see this is E.P. Carrillo. All of it is E.P. Carrillo. And I'm starting to see now other people that own cigar factories are going to E.P. Carrillo and saying, make a cigar for me. And I'm scratching my head, and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? We saw that one of them is Oliva. Yes, I, I heard your podcast. It was very, that, very uh, interesting podcast. Uh, good, good for your dad. Uh, mm -hmm. For him, I scratch my. For them, I scratch my head and say they're paying less for workers. They're paying uh, extra because I'm sure you guys make money selling the cigar. Why are they doing it? For what reason? Um, also, uh, Roma Craft mm -hmm. is having uh, his anniversary instead of him making his own. <laughs> Tapping your factory to do it, I mean, it says a lot when another factory ends up saying, you know what, we, we make good cigars, but we, we have a special cigar, we need him to make this. Yes, one. yes, and that happens a lot, and we get wow. requests for this, and especially like with Oliva, they have a relationship that goes back for years, and... He's a master blender, and, and there's something to say about that. It really so there's is. Really, it is kind of that, that yeah. simple. There's no like hidden explanations for it. It's just something where uh, they, they go there, and they just love to spend time with him because of the tobacco part, I think. It isn't about a finished product. He involves uh, them in every aspect of it. And seeing him work and seeing the passion where he touches the leaves. I mean, it, this sounds kind of like a documentary yeah. <laughs> that I'm trying to build here, but it is that real. And I think that uh, for, for other, other uh, manufacturers, having that experience might be on their bucket list. Hey, why not you know, go there and make a cigar with him? Yeah, I spent time with Skip at the PCA. Mm -hmm. and he was, I think he was talking to Half Wheel and saying, yeah, for him, he wanted to learn yes. about Dominican tobacco. Yes, yes. So for him, it was a great learning okay. experience to yes. work with Ernesto mm -hmm. to come up with the mm -hmm. blend. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Wow. It's kind of, like I said, I think it's uh, the collaborations are kind of a, a newer you know, phenomenon in the industry. And yeah, I, if I owned a company that wasn't E.P. Carrillo, I'd want to make a cigar with him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I met somebody in Cuba years ago, and I got to know him uh, pretty well. And when I last went to the Dominican Republic and I went to the factory, I had a meeting with him uh, in the offices in Mike. Yes, yes. We're very, very happy that he's with us. My God, this is uh, the former vice president of Havanos. Um, I think he was a president, actually, before uh, he chose to step down himself because he wanted more. When you're at the very top, you don't get to play with the tobacco, mm -hmm. and he wanted more of that. And then it's, it's amazing. Where does he end up? He ends up with your dad because two peas in a pod. Once, yeah, the tobacco. And every time I talk to him, it's a very similar feedback i have learned so much i thought i knew a lot yes. and it's just you know he also has you know we're, we're gonna see something from him really so get that, it, get, get, that'd be interesting i get psyched about that so because yes. he was very excited to tell me oh all he knew was cuban tobacco mm -hmm. and i go what do you think he goes oh my god there's a whole world mm -hmm. you know they they're stuck over there and and that's it um you you were born in the united states i was yourself. born in the united states yeah. did you ever go I've, I've been to Cuba. Yeah. Uh, my my 
maternal grandfather was there. Uh, he passed away already, so I would go and see him. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. He yeah. decided to stay there, and he had the opportunity to come to Miami, but that was his home country, and that's where he wanted to yeah. be. So. Well, I think um, that the, the people in Cuba only see what's in Cuba, and the, the leaving there and seeing all the different tobacco there's more for Mike than there is for, for for your dad, actually, that, you know, he looked like he was in a playground at yes. that point. Yes, That, oh, my God, you know, we had one little thing, and now I go in a room full of toys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, and he's uh, he's there <clears throat> blending and putting some his his thoughts together. and Good for him. We're he's, looking he's, forward to... Uh, he seemed very happy, and, you know, now here is an outsider in the family business, though. Mm-hmm. But I, he seemed, everything seemed good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. He yeah. includes <laughs> us and everything. And it's, uh, we also have uh, someone else there who knows how to blend very well, much younger, still kind of uh, learning the ropes, Jose Manuel. And we're, he's created a few blends himself that right. we're, we're looking forward to doing a lot of new and innovative, uh, you know, cigars um, for next year and the, and the years to follow. And my dad, you know, he has, his his way of blending and he will teach his way but he is very open to listening to ideas that might differ from his way and that's where i'm coming from where my dad now is not only wanting to listen he's wanting to create with these tobaccos that he's not really used to working with yeah. so all of all of those uh three gentlemen i think are going to we're going to bring us some nice surprises. So there's a big future ahead for E.P. Carrillo Cigars. Yes, absolutely. And Lissette, hopefully we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. yes. Hopefully I'll take a, I'll take on that that step as well. All right. I'm looking forward to watching you, continue to watching you. Thank you so much for coming on here. And uh, they, they all know E.P. Carrillo Cigars. Go try one. What is your favorite one? Uh, my favorite cigar is La Historia. Okay. La Historia, any, any of the sizes, really. It's whatever you have time for. Okay. That's my favorite. All right. Try one of those next. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it. We're going to go back to the show right now to the Cigar Authority. Okay. We are back. What the hell was that noise? Was that some sort of weird signal to yourself, Ed Sullivan? It meant it's time to go back to the show. There we go. It wasn't just a coincidence. It sounded like someone was banging on an actual cowbell, not Dave's ridiculous thing he bangs on. I have a xylophone over here. Ah. There we go. All right, so great discussion with Lissette and and a little little something about a little special project we're working on. We'll announce that at the beginning of the year. uh, Why we were up and what we were talking about. Dave, one of the most negative people in the world. Whiskey Miser says, wow, she is awesome. She is awesome. She is awesome. One of? He he holds the top (laughs) spot. He's the top spot. So uh, final thoughts here on EP Carrillo. Uh, I I got it down. We're finger burning here at this point, right? Very consistent. It's that sugary, lemon-filled potato donut. There's there's a doughy (laughs) component. There's a... A powdered sugar component. There's a lemon essence. When's the last time you ate a donut? It's very good. I've yes. eaten donuts before, Barry. I know yeah, you but, look at me but, and you think, when, when I've never the, eaten one. When it just, was the last time? Yes. It's been a year. It's been about a year. Yeah, about a year. So I still have spicy components to it. Uh, I still say it, it's up there more than medium, but yeah. you know how you guys are. And I will say for those people that like the milder stuff, 
Uh, this is this is very good as opposed to going to pledge, for instance. Pledge is fuller body. Pledge, I'll give you seven or an eight. Uh, go nine or ten. I mean, I think it's that that full mm. body, but uh, good for mine. But okay, let's go to break, and when we come back, uh, we went back in time, but um, some things are timeless. We'll get into that when we uh, light up a timeless cigar when we return. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. 
The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hey, this is Michael Harklotz with Ferry Otego Cigars and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. Uh, great interview with Lisette Carrillo. And now uh, we are t- it's time to get a little timeless. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. And, Barry, we have to light up the second cigar. What do we have here? Yep, today's second cigar is Timeless Prestige, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for Ferry Otego. The size is four and three quarters by 50. It's a Robusto with a Honduran wrapper, Dominican binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single will set you back $9.69, while a box of 20 is $189.99. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So what is timeless? Without time. Something that stands the test of time. Not affected by the passage of time. Mm. That's what I said. What changes in fashion mm. is timeless, right? Like you can't wear white after this weekend. That's yeah, not that's, timeless. It's that's time over. constrained. That is yeah. not that, timeless. That, that, that's not a thing anymore. You can wear white whenever you want. Antiques that are timeless atmospheres that you would put in your dining room, timeless, right? Or mm. antiquated. That's an <laughs> antique. Isn't it antiquated? I don't know. Ed Sullivan. All of our pertaining to antiques. Yeah. We're going to light our cigar today with the Cyclone by Vertigo. Cyclone by Vertigo features a flip top, single strike action, or some such bullshit. Three jets. It's fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. And at the bottom, you got easy adjustment, all for the low price of $12.99 or two for $20 on twoguyscigars.com. That is the Cyclone by Vertigo. Jonathan, tip for you. If you're doing an ad read, some such bullshit yeah. should not be part of an ad read. No? Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking maybe not. 
He had a whole segment off, then he went to commercial. <laughs> he's, not, he's not back in the game right. yet. It's going to take a, take a little wind-up for, for it to happen here. Um, definitions of uh, examples of timeless, uh, something that cannot be measured by time or does not go out of style. A movie that is just as popular and relevant today as it was in the 50s, for an example, is a timeless movie. Or the 70s, like The Godfather. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. Although counts. it happens at a time, right? But, um, so uh, choosing clothing with classic appeal, black, Jonathan, for example, women skirts with skirts with blouses, tuxedo jeans with t-shirts, black the- thighs, simple what? pattern dresses, flat. He heels. didn't read any of the stuff when he copied and pasted it. Men's clothing. What's timeless? Men's clothing. Ti- a timeless look is a white. Pressed shirt with jeans, brown belt, brown shoes. It's been in fashion for 30 years. You can pull that off anytime. It says here, shirt and tie combo. Ties are out. Ties are out. Not according to this. Well, it's wrong. It's wrong. Suit jackets, blazers. Blazers with uh, pocket square, no tie, unbuttoned collar. Fitted dress pants. I say no. Absolutely Right now, fitted dress pants are in style. Correct, but, but not, it's not, not timeless. timeless. No, that comes in. It That's going to be weird down the road, well, right? Whiskey Miser Tight says pants. Hawaiian shirts. I agree. <laughs> it says Barry. <laughs> um, but polo shirts, right? Polo shirts polo are timeless shirts, for yeah. sure. Um, you t-shirts, sneakers, dress shoes. Um, Simple. Brown shoes are timeless. Brown shoes, brown belt, that combination can be worn with almost any color, and you're, you're good. And that's what you should shop for so that you can have it for years and years, right? As opposed to Correct. the in-fashion thing that's today, and you can never use it again because it will be like bell bottoms, right? They'll come and go. Yeah. It'll, it'll come back into fashion again, but it's not timeless. Really, if you own a... Blue suit, a gray suit, a black suit, a tan suit, and brown suit. I let you in and don't don't give it up, but I have an outfit for the anniversary party. Is that timeless? Yes. Your outfit will be, you will be able to wear that Again. many times in your lifetime. I don't know if I ever will. It might be a one and done. <laughs> Although Barry may use it on the back of one of the cars. Oh, I definitely will. Yeah. So we'll see when we get to that. Dave, how about Lanceros? Timeless? <laughs> no. They were never in time. <laughs> they were never in style. They were never in style. Um, how about music? Are there timeless songs, music, musical? You're jumping, you're jumping ahead a little bit. We really should get into Barry's confessionals. Yes. All right, let's, show let's get to it. Let's get to uh, the confessional. It's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, <clears throat> confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? 
So it's a random act of violence against a fellow employee. Oh. That I don't think you know about. I don't. <laughs> I don't. In Nashua, we had a, uh, a Nerf gun that when a certain coworker, Pete, <laughs> would get out of control, we would shoot the Nerf gun at him to try to shut him the hell up. Well, one day he was so bad, I took the little tip off the dart and I replaced it with a pushpin. Ah. And I shot him across the room. He screamed out in pain. Two minutes later, he looks down. It's still stuck in his thigh. <laughs> and he's like, you shot me with a pushpin. I was like, yeah, and you deserved it. And he was mad at me the whole day. Wonder went why. Ho- went home, told his wife. His wife said, I'm sure you deserved it. Ah. <laughs> and she was right. But she lives with him. So it's okay to bully somebody as long as their wife agrees with the actions. A hundred percent. I'm afraid I have to go pretty harsh on the penance. He could have put an eye out. Yeah, something it's bad could have Oh, jeez. You're an animal. <laughs> For your penance, you must buy and smoke one full box of all saint cigars this week. I mean, okay, a whole box. That's, that's, that's a little expensive. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll think about that next time you go thinking about shooting somebody. Wow. So you're going to see a lot of posts of uh, All Saints Cigars on Barry Stein, uh, which, by the way, I've been uh, looking at your, your liquor posts, and you, you're not having a drink a week anymore. I mean, there's... Well, in the summer, it's a drink oh. every night. In the mm-hmm. winter... It's maybe one or two at most because right. it's too cold to sit outside. And right. What was the you can drink like inside? Ten, you know, ten fingers. Uh, I use a, a, a dram glass, so it's probably like three to four ounces because mm. the whole glass itself is six. I never go above halfway. All right, so it's a it's a summer thing, and summer is officially over this weekend. So mm. he's no longer an alcoholic after this weekend. Well, he won't be. Or is it until there's a frost on the ground? It's when it's too cold to sit outside. The other night, the other night it was like 62 degrees. I had to go in early. Oh my god! Boy, (laughs) all right, Um, all right. So we we talking about timeless songs. Let's go to 1980s here. I I have three here, but give give me an 80s song that that stands the test of time. It's not weird if you're listening to it. As much as I hate it. Rapper's Delight is timeless. That's 70s. That's isn't a it? guaranteed winner on the dance floor. You that, play Rapper's Delight. Uh, Not the eight minute version either. You got to go five minutes and mix out a little early. Rapper's Delight, 78. That was the 70s, I'm guessing. Became popular be in the 80s. All right. Barry's doing someone a search. Said, someone said safety dance, which I agree with. That's uh, that's pretty solid. 79? Yeah, it came out September 16th, so... Right. It didn't chart until the 80s. Yeah. Thank you. I think we're going to have to go uh, Twisted Sister. We're not going to take yeah. it. Yeah, or and, She's My Cherry Pie, <laughs> another and, timeless song. And as much as I hate it, I Will Always Love You from Whitney Houston. It's at every wedding now. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a timeless song. It hasn't song. been played at a wedding ever. It's like a wedding song <laughs> It's not a, a wedding song at all. It's a breakup song. If you play that at a wedding, you're guaranteeing they're not going to make it. Yeah. So I, I, Worst wedding song. You're never going to be a DJ. <laughs> according, according to Mr. Google, and, and okay, I'll give you the first one. Don't Stop Believing Journey, right? Yeah. Still I, goes. I hate that song. But the next two say 80s <laughs> all over them. Uh, Billie Jean. All right. Yeah. You say yes? Yep. Oh God! Played it at every wedding. That's a wedding song right there. And the and the next and last one is "Eye of the Tiger." Hell yeah! yeah. Hell really? yeah! I disagree with both. Of Hell those. yeah! Yeah, 
Uh, all right, let's move up to the 90s, which is my wheelhouse. All right, go, go to the 90s. 90s, Shoop by Salt and Pepper. Yes. That's a, that's a good song. Bust a Move by Young MC. It Takes Two, Rob Bass. Just and right. Jump Around, House of Pain. Dude. Right off the top of your head. Those, man, are, those are guaranteed floor fillers. Doesn't matter what's going on. Are they timeless? No. Guaranteed floor fillers. Right now. Yeah. I played a wedding yeah, at the beginning of the, the summer. Yeah, when you're playing for 50-year-old people. No, I played a wedding at the beginning of the summer, and it was 20-somethings getting married. He's in the military and moving over to California to a base out there, and I played all four of those songs and killed it. Boy, 1990 came, and I shut the radio off because yeah. I don't know the, the three that I Ni- hear. 1990s music sucked. Uh, that's what I thought. You yeah. suck. You ever think of that? <laughs> No, I mean, what, what did yourself. the 90s bring us? They brought us Smells Like Teen Spirit. They brought us Pearl Jam. Which Smells Like Teen Spirit Garden. was a like, ripoff of the Gap Band's beat. It destroyed, which the Gap Band it is one of the greatest bands. rock and roll. How about Iris, the Goo Goo Dolls? Get the... No. That's what it says here? No, I don't even know it. Stupid. Wonderwall by Otis? Also stupid. Oasis? Otis. You would, you would know Otis, that. my man. You would know both of those songs if you heard them. Terrible. Heard Under the Bridge with the Red Hot Chili Peppers? That's uh, a good song, but it's yeah. not timeless. It's stupid. According to that, it says it. And then uh, the the 2000s. All right, 2000s. You got Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. You got Sexy Back. You got In the Club. And a little sleeper that if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, my God, this is my jam. It was one of the first house songs to ever chart, Sandstorm by Da Rude. Never heard of it. Now, I, I, me, me and Ed Sullivan went to a comedy, went to Fenway Park, and uh, I picked him up with the, with the windows down and the radio blasting, <laughs> and what did I play? Oh, you were playing that, uh, that horrible thing. Robin Thicke. With Pharrell there, yeah. What's Great that? song. Yeah. Uh, it was a ripoff of the Marvin Gaye song. He got sued for it. Yes, yes. Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines. Blurred Lines. Dave nice. <laughs> was cranking that. I was cranking it. We were smoking our cigars. Oh, it's an unbelievable beat, but it, because it is Marvin Gaye. Yeah, uh, but that wasn't on the list. On the list. U2's Beautiful Day on that list. Oh, my God. Number, I'm not the gay that, one anymore. It, it's not whether or not you like it. It's a song that's always going to be featured in a commercial or a movie. It's going to be timeless. Dave, I don't know. Give me something we could dance to. The exact timing of this, but Ripley Fan 1 says he's a big fan of Raisin Toast by Waffle yes, House. Yes, that is good. <laughs> and that's still, still good today as it was before, it's right? Completely. Oh, my God. Not relevant. You know it came out in the 50s, right? It's got a 50s beat to it, but here we are in 2022, and it still makes me happy every time I hear it. All right, what else you got? Well, before I get to it, let's get to the poll question of the week, and that is brought to you by Victus and Classic Guys. And each week, you can head over to thecigarauthority.com and cast your vote, and you're going to want to do it this week. Because the five people we pit against each other is sure to get me in trouble. Mm. Uh, but this past week, we asked if you were forced to remove one classic TV comedy from existence, which would it be? And uh, by the way, this got the most votes to date. Mm. But it looks like the current poll is going to blow this one away. <laughs> yeah. Um, the choices were Seinfeld, The Office, MASH, Taxi, and Cheers. You getting rid of one? Getting rid of one. Yeah. 
I could lose Taxi, I guess. I was, I'm torn between Taxi and Cheers. I love yeah. every single one of those. I'm well, glad you didn't put the Golden Girls. Say them again. Because I love that show. Seinfeld, The Office, MASH, Taxi, and Cheers. And I'll tell you right now, Cheers got the least votes. I got to say it's I gotta say it's Taxi. MASH. No. Because it was a movie. It's a movie. And they put the, the <laughs> TV it, series around the movie. The TV and it was series way was better. better than the movie. The TV series was epic. Uh, next to the fewest votes was Seinfeld, uh, which got 13% of the vote. Um, but the office mash and taxi went back and forth the entire voting thing. And the office won by one vote, followed by taxi, followed the, the just a few. The office is out for, the, for uh, out. out. So the office is I out. loved it. Mash yeah. and then taxi. I still watch The Office. It's great. But it's great. MASH, I don't think it's timeless. Right? Yeah. It's not timeless. This is The Office. I mean, I would, watch, I would watch MASH any day of the week. The Office, watch it, and it's some of your day. Some of these things yeah. happen in your day. I don't know. I never. I personally, you know, one by one vote, that could be my vote. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought now it was horrible. The, now the one you have this week, which they got to go on <laughs> to see what it is. I don't like that you even did it. <laughs> to be honest with you, everybody's complaining. I don't have enough cigar-related questions, so I had to come up with this, something this cigar-related. Is, this is not nice, and it's going to be. Um, what, what I got to say is the way you're going to have to do that next week is say who lost, as opposed to the order, order yep. or anything like that. It's it's much like when we do cigar of the year. Yeah, yeah. Everybody comes in for come. Comes in second place, as opposed to in order. So he's not even saying what percentage of the votes. No, maybe you say who who wouldn't. Yeah, who won? Who wouldn't have been eliminated? If no, no, you have to say who's eliminated. All right, but because you're just going to piss everybody off. It was was a bad idea, but it's it's there. I saw it, and I'm like, oh god, this is trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, back to a timeless music. And uh, we're in the 2000s, and I have the top three in order and see how wrong you are because you're going to have to tell me because nothing. I got nothing. Again, maybe you'll say you'll, you know them if you heard them. But is one of them I want it that way? Nope. Oh. This uh, list is obviously stupid. 2003, Linkin Park. No. Did numb. No. <laughs> no. See, you're going by you don't like no, the song. No, I'm going but- by it's a shitty song. Says the guy that names fucking Sugar Hill Gang. Yes. 2005, The Killers. Mr. Brightside. No. Mm. No. I don't even know it. 2002, Eminem. Number one, Lose Lose Yourself. yourself. All right. They got one right. Sing a little of that. I don't know how to sing. It's not singing. It's a rap. It's a rap. Lose yourself in the music, the moment, blah, 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 blah. See, rap itself is not going to be timeless. If it's rap, it's automatically not timeless because that is just a... You are so wrong. It's Wu-Tang forever. No, they they bowed out of the uh, cigar <laughs> thing. I, I told you that story, so uh, that's not happening. Anyway, um, timeless... This brand came out 10 years ago. Yeah, roughly. Maybe yeah. as Nat Sherman, and here it is, uh, second rendition of it. Um, is it a timeless cigar that will always be, you know, like, 
I would have said years ago, Macanudo was like a timeless cigar. It's going to last forever, and it does. It, doesn't seem when to you be. change blends and you change countries that they're manufactured in and you change methodology things stop being timeless if they had kept it the same maybe it, it's a, a little stronger than a timeless cigar should be i'd give it a six getting a little pound cake a little cinnamon i would think it would if i if i said something timeless it would be, today, it would be probably Romeo and Juliet. There's a timeless cigar. Timeless blend. Mm-hmm. Tasting it. This is a little too heavy for timeless, I think. Although, in today's time, hmm. it's a medium body that's probably in the perfect place it should be, but we'll see where it ends up going there. But, uh, you know, just trying to say what is timeless, and, and I would imagine they when they named it, they said, okay, this is like the clothes, it'll be forever and ever, and, and this will be a blend that'll be forever and ever? Or there is a sec- there is another Timeless, right? Yeah, there's uh, Sterling. Sterling is probably the Timeless one. Regular fit jeans are Timeless. Baggy ones, not so much. Skinny ones, not so much. Just regular fit. It never goes away. The cowboy, the other- the cowboy wears it, right? And that's it. Correct. Always huh. did, still does. For a while, you could get cowboy cut jeans where they had a little flair for your boots. Those were nice. Andreas Seppel from Canada says that mild e- uh, timeless equals mild and boring. But once again, this is the social media crowd. 80% of the cigars sold today are mild cigars. Correct. Mm. So your argument is... Yeah, you're too hip for the room yeah. right oh, now no. that of a timeless product. Broad, well, everybody- Broad Blades is wondering if a bubblegum cigar is too strong for Dave. No, I like it. <laughs> there, are, there are times. And Whiskey Miser El says... Bubble, what's better than that? Whiskey Miser says the TCA Lancero is timeless because it will never go away. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. It won't. Um, all right, let's take a break. We come back. Uh, we're going to talk timeless movies according to men and women. Different criteria that it happens. Very different. Um, and we got an Altadas gift to give away and lots more. Stick around. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from The Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. 
and at Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Terrence Riley from Aganor Salif, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back with smoking the timeless prestige from Ferry Otago Cigars, and we're talking about timeless. Welcome back, everybody. And we're on to timeless movies, and we're going to go to women, and we'll decide on the, on the men's thing. So you think about your answer on the men's thing. I would just like to interject here. Sure, Southersby is not a timeless movie. No, it's. Summersby. See, it can't even remember the name. Very dated and dull. Mm. That was a horrible choice. <laughs> yeah. I want that well, I haven't hour and a half back. But um, the definition of timeless is something that cannot be measured by time, nor does it go out of style. A mo- movie that is just as popular or as relevant as today is how you have to think of this. Done. Now, women... And men are very different. I don't know about you when you got the channel changer and what do you want to watch or were you back Not in the day when you com. went to the movies, pick a movie or back in the day when you'd rent a videotape, it'd be a different situation every single time, completely different. So now you got to think of like a woman. Just think regular for you, Mr. Jonathan, but everybody <laughs> else think as a woman. Uh, and this, I have three different ones. 
But this one is according to stay-at-home moms. Mm. And the number three is pretty women. Pretty woman. Oh, yeah. I can see that. It's, okay. it's not a bad choice. And you can watch it anytime. Yeah. You would think the prostitute would have mm. not a positive no, thing No, but she kind of goes the straight and narrow by the end, and it's the whole she, love it's, affair. It's, it's a modern-day Cinderella. That's a prostitute. Don't judge. Yes. She's a prostitute. You're sex she shaming she, she right now. She takes the money. She she's, takes the money. She's a sex worker. Yes. Don't, don't they like when Harry met Sally? Is that on your list? It is not. It is not, but well, that's a good one. That's a Bing, very wasn't good Richard Gere like her first client? No. So she was never really for full. us that day. <laughs> for us that no, day. I think it was kind of implied she might have been the first client. You gotta, you're going to have to watch that. Yeah, go back weekend. and watch that rom-com Bing, one more time. Bingo McTavish thinks women like Ernest goes to camp. No, that would be a guy one. That'd be a Great guy. movie. Yes. That would be a guy one, I would think. Uh, number two is Dirty Dancing. Uh, uh, my, my wife would agree with that. The time of my life. Did Great I, song, by the way, from did, the 80s. Do they like that ghost thing? Guaranteed winner. It's not on there, but they probably do. Yeah. What about Roadhouse Blues? You mean Roadhouse? Yes, that. Just Roadhouse. Just Roadhouse, Roadhouse Blues. Not mentioned. Yeah. No, I think that's more of a guy thing, even though it's the same guy. Yeah, it's, uh, my wife makes me watch it every really? time. Yeah. <laughs> so she's into him, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Number swings. one, I don't even know what it is. Blindside. Never heard of it. That's a football movie, right? Yep. Why would they want a football movie? According well, to women like football. Stay Home Women. Yeah. Blindside. Never heard of it. They watch the Patriots. Now, if you go to older women... Roman Holiday, which is an Audrey Hepburn hmm. movie, on the waterfront with Marlon Brando, who was an ex-fighter on it. I've seen it. Yeah. To me, it seems like more of a guy. But yeah. And James Dean, and maybe that's part of it, Rebel Without a Cause. Hmm. Again, another guy movie, I, I think would he has think. his shirt yeah. off during most of that go, movie. Go, so, going yeah. with that era, I thought, like, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. You would think. But frankly, I don't give a damn. <laughs> huh? You see what I did yeah, there? I so saw what you did, did there. Um, and, and other is uh, Pizza Bottle. Never heard of it. What no. website did you go on? And then I have Bridesmaids, which is mm-hmm. funny as hell. Yes. It is funny. Yep. I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Titanic, which I would Yeah, expect. but that has no watchability. The, the sh- if, once you find out the ship sinks, there's no reason to watch it again. I never saw it, actually. Titanic. Yeah. And number one is The Sandlot. What is that? Kids baseball movie. Yeah, it's a baseball movie. Oh, really? Kids. I do know a lot of women that quote the movie, though. Really? You're killing me, Smalls. That's where that comes from. Ryan Seneca says his wife just watches the Lifetime movies that makes him fear which method she's going to use (laughs) to to kill him. My wife, and I know you're watching, she does too. It's always on. And I go, so the guy dies. Yeah, the guy dies at the end, and he's, you know, whatever. Psycho women too. (laughs) Psycho women, and it's all the same. Every movie is the same. And sometimes the same people are playing different people, and it's even the same actors. Are we going to do the guy ones now? Now you got to make up the guy ones. All right. It has to be Anal Acrobats, Volume 5. No? I was going to go with uh, 1994's Shawshank Redemption. That's on my my legit list. Uh, I got it didn't win the Academy Award. You know why? No. Because of fucking Forrest Gump. That's why. Forrest Gump's on my list. Uh, also from 94. Yeah, not on my list. Awful uh, long. 12 Angry very Men. Very well done, but 
from Twelve 1957. Yeah. Absolute classic. Of course you love Angry. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction's on my list. Fight Club. No, and no. the movie that came out that we ran an anniversary party about, Back to the Future, 1985. Timeless. I think you got to put Goodfellas on the list. Step Brothers. That's where I thought you were going with it. The gr- Step Brothers. The greatest Christmas. Classic. Step Brothers is very polarizing. The greatest Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. Die Hard's I, I, great. great. Yeah. Mr. Lecton says, now we know why Lissette met with Dave alone. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And you can even put a, a Christmas story on the list. It's a good movie. You I know they play for twelve that? hours. You know it's being remade this year. It'll uh, be out in November, November seventeenth to be exact. And mm. there'll be no gun. There'll be no gun. You poke your eye out. They with can't it. go to a Chinese restaurant. No, that'll be gone. Yeah, redoing. Yeah, it. why redo it at this point? Because it was perfect just the way it was. <laughs> and it flopped when it was in the, originally released. Really? It only became a cult classic through reruns. We gave away a, a thing where you go to the movies by yourself. Yeah, that was one that of was the options. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. Ed Sullivan, what do you got? Timeless movie. Well, I got what's what you got. You got a prize to give away. Mm. Oh, he's deferring. Here we go. <laughs> All right. This week's email of the week is brought to you for the final time by the folks at Aging Room Cigars. They're giving away an ashtray, a jet lighter, a butterfly cutter, and a box of long matches. Can you cut monarch butterflies with that cutter? Oh, yeah. You can cut All it kind of any butterfly. butterfly. Moths? Moths, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get them before they become butterflies or moths in the, <laughs> the caterpillar stage. All right, three emails to get to. We're going to pick the favorite one and give the prize to the favorite one. All right, the following message submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Vincent writes, gentlemen, love the show and the after show resonated with me. I want to echo the message. I'm generally not a big box buyer, and north of $200 is a pretty big commitment for me. I got a couple of the Bandoleros to try out a few weeks back, and they split on me in the mail. Oh, I took a photo of the damaged cigars, sent it to y'all, and had replacements within the next couple of days. I absolutely love the cigar and decided to buy a box. And I will say, without a doubt, your customer service played a large part in the decision to buy a box with the incredible taste of the cigar. Good job, Barry. See, I'm not always an asshole. <laughs> giving away my shit. Oh. <laughs> Additionally, Just kidding. Just kidding. to try and throw my name in and win for the prize of the week, I have a show idea. I listened to the show from a while back about bands and how they play a large part in the sale. Have you all thought about putting a pack together with no bands, just numbers, so we follow along to the show over the course of the month and we can judge the cigars based on the flavor and color, not the band? We've done this. I'm signing up for the care package now. Just moved from Utah where it was outlawed. Lastly, I'll try to be, uh, let's try to be petty and really get my name in there. I want to thank you all for the show. And being a combat vet, smoking cigars with my buddies is always a great way to pass the time and tell war stories. And you thank tr- you for your service. You tried everything, though. The combat story. He did <laughs> great everything. idea. He put them it's all great. in. He did it. Um, we, did a no be- we, we did a whole bracket thing in the past mm-hmm. of it. We, maybe we could yeah, do it back. Yeah, we're due for that. That's um, an easy, but, easy uh, set of shows. All good. So that's Vincent. Okay. All right. And Rick writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Dear Cigar Authority, today I lit up a cigar. Shall remain nameless. And immediately, the fillings in my teeth, I felt them and tasted the, the metal. The sensation went away after a moment or two. This happened again when I took the next puff. I took about five puffs total before tossing the cigar because of this. Is this something you have heard of before? 
I smoke two to three cigars a day and have been smoking cigars for 20 years and never had this happen. This was on my second cigar of the day. The first cigar, different brand, was delicious. Thanks, Rick. Didn't you taste batteries once on one of your it, it does. It does happen when... Uh, well, that, that's something that you have no idea what you bought, actually, mm, right? Yeah. Correct. On, on that brand. So that buy a beware kind of on, on something like that. For right? sure. Um, just just to Rick, again, we don't want to hurt any, uh, any manufacturer out there, but uh, that's one of those... You don't know what you're going to get. And there's there's a reason why those types of brands exist because they didn't sell well when they were the brand brand. So you buyer beware is the best way to put it. Yeah. And metallic is a taste profile. Mm. And you certainly don't like that. And I don't think most people do because that particular cigar went away. But uh, there's some things that I don't like at all and they get become popular. So it is what it is. Uh, okay, that's Rick, Metallic Rick, and we have no, uh, no bands on Vincent, and this is the third and last one. And, uh, and I think he'll be the winner. <laughs> Submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. The subject line is How Rico Bono. Gents, a few weeks ago I was listening to one of your shows and you made mention of Manhattan Special Soda that you hadn't drank in many years. I listen to your show regularly, and I know at times you guys, not Mr. J, mentioned that you were running out of material. <laughs> a few days after listening to that show, I was having a pizza in my favorite pizzeria at the Bronx, and in the refrigerator were Manhattan specials. Then it hit me. I immediately thought of you guys, not Mr. J, <laughs> as I enjoyed one of the most amazing sausage pizzas you've ever had. Sorry, Mr. J. <laughs> you will never know the joy that I experienced. At that moment, I thought to myself, self? These guys, not Mr. J, should have some Manhattan special and smoke a cigar, possibly a stick from generations ago, and tell us what they think about the combination and the different flavor notes that come about. That's right. Let's go back in time. I went online and sent you guys, not Mr. J, a case of soda, included a note, and, and said to enjoy them with your favorite cigars. No, this no. This morning, I was listening to you guys, Mr. J., and you were talking about some Manhattan special that was sent to you by some guy named Joey Riccobono. Who the heck is he? Was he in The Godfather? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. J will never know. I didn't send you the soda to get credit for it, but I certainly didn't send it to some guy so some guy Joey could. Unless, of course, he's going to come and break my thumbs. I like my thumbs. They may not as be as fat as Dave's thumbs, but they're nice. Enough about my thumbs. Enjoy the Manhattan special. One of these days when you guys all wind up in New York, dinner on Arthur Avenue is on me. Who is he? This is Ronnie. Ronnie's so Ronnie's the one who sent us the soda. For the record, Ronnie, there was no note, and there was a conversation with Joey Rico Bono about Manhattan Special Sodas, and that's where the confusion came about. And I was reached out to, you know, I thought, and I don't think I was the only one that thought they tasted different. Supposedly, they still use the same blend, uh, but the sugars might have changed. Mm-hmm. And the amount of carbonation might have changed, but it's still the same recipe. It was delicious, and mm. my mother loved that I brought it to her, mm-hmm. and she said, where can we go buy these? And I said, I'm going to look to see if, you know, it's got to be somebody that ships that stuff on a regular basis. Apparently, because they were shipped to us. Mm-hmm. Well, he did. He shipped it to us. Ronnie did. Mm-hmm. And the only one, how I got Joey Rico Bono was Jonathan <laughs> told me that was his yeah. name. Well, because you guys were having the conversation about yes. that soda, because that's from his neighborhood. He was from mm-hmm. the Bronx. So 
Brooklyn, rather. But Ronnie sent it. Ronnie, Ronnie thank you. It. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was no card. There was, there was no, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor there was a return address that was a return name on the package. So it was, okay, do you know who this was? And Jonathan said, yes, I do. It's Joey Rico Bono. <laughs> sorry. I wonder and, who. And it was without missing a beat. He just yes. spit it out quick. Yeah. He sounded he, confident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we took it as uh, he, he knew this for a fact. But uh, So can we send Ronnie a prize pack to yes. make up for it? Yes. Yeah, I always vote for military or law enforcement, so I'm all right with one or three. So good. Um, the after show, uh, we're going to talk about the LFD, NFT. I did the math on this thing, and it's, it's arriving at retailers now who bought this thing, and I learned just today – that somebody has a way where they're going to make a profit on this. Uh, if it, it all works out how they hope it will. Yes. So at least I see one thing because to me it was impossible, but I think somebody has figured out a way. But remember, there's six other people. It can get ruined. Mm-hmm. One of the six other people can ruin this other idea of this NFT and the cigar. And, and the cigars right now look to me to be about $1,700 a piece <laughs> after how long? Five years or something. It's still going to be worth $1,700 a piece in order to recoup their money. And that's not what retailers are in the business for is to recoup their investment. Mm-hmm. They're actually looking to make a profit. And uh, I don't see that. So we're going to dig into that uh, pretty hard and see what happens. But in the meantime, let's get to it. Let's get to the classic uh, three-way. Oh, no. oh. Asylum. Asylum. All right. Maybe we won't get to classic three-way. So let's I, get to the asylum. Brought to you by. It's time for news from asylum the insane cigars. asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) (laughs) And a gas station clerk in Detroit had to escape after an angry customer took a bucket of gasoline, dumped it in the store, and set it on fire. According to police reports, the man was angry when he didn't like the smell of the cigar he bought, and the clerk refused to replace it. Mm. The cigar in question was a Swisher Sweet. Swisher? Yep. Perhaps the gentleman would have been more satisfied with a cigar from Detroit's own Tom Lazuka. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. There we go. There we go. Um, you know, next week we have a show on um, what do you do with your cigar bands? What can be done with all those cigar bands and stuff? I'm going to need your help because I have not prepared for this at all yet. We, I had this written a long time ago. But also uh, we will uh, announce on the show the end of a cigar band that will not be done ever again. And a uh, godfather offer for you uh, once again, a deal you should not pass up. Uh, is it the Lancero? It is not the Lancero. Right. We're out. The Lancero is the countdown. We're going to continue the countdown on the Lancero because we have exactly 100 boxes left. So we will give you uh, the Fat Finger Countdown each and every week until we get to zero. You want to stop this madness, just buy them and end this thing. But uh, we're just going to bring it up every single week, and the countdown will continue. So uh, the following week is September 17th. Who's the will be here? We'll recap the cigar, uh, Two Guys Smoke Shops, 
37th anniversary. This is what's going on with me, why I'm not caught up on uh, this coming week's show. So help me out. What do you do with cigar bands? Um, and we'll get to that um, next week on the show. So uh, let's squeeze it in. I think really? we can do it. Let's I, do the classic I was hoping three. Jonathan to go three weeks as champion without answering a single I got one a strong one. It's the classic three-way, and it's brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars. The most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Today is September 3rd. Mr. Jonathan is our champion. It's Labor Day weekend. Can he hold out and end the summer as our champion? I got three questions and one tiebreaker. Mr. Jonathan, Charlie Sheen. Carlos Estevez is his real name. He's an American actor. He was in Wall Street and Platoon. He was born in New York City, New York today. What year? 1959. 59. 62. 62? Uh, it's 61. 61. 62 will take it, Barry. It's 65. Really? Barry gets Winning. One. Winning. <laughs> uh, over to... Good one. Barry. <laughs> over to Barry. American mobster James Whitey... Bulger was born today. He is a American organized crime boss, or was. He was born in Massachusetts. He died in 2018. Horrible death that he mm-hmm. incurred, as he should. Uh, but he was born today. What year? 1938. 38, he says. 1934. 34. 1929. 1929. Somebody has two points. Hold your hand up, Mr. Jonathan. 1929. He's fighting. Two for points. This. He's trying today. Yeah. He's trying. Third and last question, unless we need a tiebreaker. Barry would need one point here to tie it. I could get an exact. You, you and could. Tie it. Anything can happen. Wow. Ed Sullivan, future Hall of Fame uh, famer Bobby Orr signs his first NFL contract with the Boston Bruins. NHL. NHL. <laughs> it was a two year deal paying him a record $70,000. It happened today. What year? Bobby Orr, first contract, signed with the Boston Bruins. Two-year deal, $70,000. Imagine. 1964. 64, he says. 1972. 72. 66. 66. We have two points and a win for Barry Stein. Whoa. Two points and a win. Wow, Mr. Jonathan is (laughs) bullshit right now. (laughs) and that the, makes the, everybody's the, Labor the, Day the, holiday. Yeah, he decked the stack they stacked the deck against you with a deck hockey question. The halls. Oh no, that's different. It's a different thing. Deck the halls. No, stack the deck. This is why I don't follow football. <laughs> it always disappoints. Well, if I couldn't win, I'm glad Barry did. Thank so, you. Uh, we got an interesting show on September 24th to look forward to too. Somebody had wrote to us a long time ago. I have the <laughs> email from us. I can guess what this one is. This is the Breathe Right Strip. Yeah. 
We are going to smoke the cigars with the Breathe Right strips. See if it's any different. We're going to get all the aroma. Are we going to retro? Why would you? Why would you put? You look stupid when you have them on. Like it's one thing to wear them while you're sleeping. No one sees you. Why do you wear them when you're sleeping? That's what they're for. No, football players wear them, right? Mm. Oh my! Some, some athletes do. Yeah. We're doing it. Those are those are people who are being paid millions of dollars to perform, and, and if they, well, you're getting you a free guys, cigar. Yeah, yeah free cigar, hundreds of dollars. I mean, with custom made red pumps. I'll, I think there are other things that make you I'll look buy, stupid. I'll buy the cigar if I don't have to do it. No, no you, you have, have to, to do, do it. it. You have to do it. So we get. We, listen, we get. As we say, we're running out of material. Mm. We're using the breathe right strip because somebody <laughs> said this is a good idea. Although I will agree with you, and I'm taking the wrong side of the day off. Yeah. Are you not here? The week before. Oh. You're missing the 37th anniversary recap. Yeah. I got to oh. go disperse my father-in-law's ashes. Ah, all right. Mm. Do that. For the third time. And we'll time. fill our ashes <laughs> on the side, right? Yes. So we'll even it out. Uh, but we have Justo Aroa, so... Uh, Barry, we'll, as we'll a cigar fine. smoker, do you smoke a great cigar and combine that with the deceased ashes? No, but I asked the police officer about the legality of it, and uh, he had a word of advice to make sure I'm standing downwind. Mm-hmm. Not standing downwind. Oh, yes. You know, I don't want a bunch right. of ash in my face. That happened on Great Lebowski when they had the ashes in the coffee can. Timeless movie. Timeless. Great Lebowski, right? Fabulous yep. movie. You what? Have you big seen Lebowski, that right? Oh, Lebowski. big. Yeah, big Lebowski. Sorry. Godfather, but that happens in the 30s, though. It's hard to say time. I feel like Goodfellas is more timeless than The Godfather. Yeah. Hmm. And you may have learned something today, which makes you the secret. Oh, it's not time for that. <laughs> no, it, it is. It is it's time. It's getting on. So next week, uh, we will be back. And what can you do with your cigar band? And a big announcement. Um, of the end of a cigar brand and an offer you can't refuse. There's the Godfather right there. Uh, we're getting ready for Two Guys' 37th anniversary. We'll tell you about that, too, and lots more next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you may have learned something today which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.